We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Hey there, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Oh, this feels so good to say, but welcome to another fresh, spanky new episode of Girls Jesus! Hello, how are you? It's me, Daniel Francesi, and as always, I'm here with my bestie. Hi, Azariah. That's right. Hi, Azariah. Everybody say, hi, Azariah. Hi, Azariah. As you walk in, come on in, you guys. The episode theme this week is it's Biblical Fashion Week. So, hey there, what you wearing? Ooh, that's sexy. Nice rollerblades. Oh, thank you. These old things, no matter what you're wearing, you're welcome here. You might as well have gray sweatpants on them with just, you know, spaghetti sauce stains all over them. You're still sexy, right? Hell yeah. You might be wearing leather pants and a tank top. Still hot. You might be naked as the day the Lord made you. In, your, in the buff, but still fashionable. Because honestly, yes, Jesus, we believe that God is gagging over the looks you're serving. And I hope you are in the nude. <laughs> just up or just down to nothing. God adores you. <laughs> and so do we. So welcome. That's right. And now Hi, it's time. Gay Christian News. Gay Christian News moment. More than 1,200 religious leaders from around the world are calling for a ban on conversion therapy. Yes. Finally, yes. as you know, Azzy and I are survivors of conversion therapy. <laughs> you can go back to episode That's two, you know, number one, the very first thing, we got it out of the way, we hate conversion therapy. Yeah, hate and, it, uh, bye. And check out the, our stories, but you don't have to take our word for it because some really big names are in the mix on this ban on conversion therapy, like Archbishop Desmond Tutu, Father James Martin, who's written some really good books uh, about LGBTQ people in the Catholic Church, and the former president of Ireland, Dr. Mary McAleese. So this is amazing. Uh, you know, what do you think? Honey, it makes me happy to know that we are ending this torture that has plagued more than 700,000 Americans who have gone through conversion therapy. This is a trauma to the psyche, as you know, as so many of us know. And it's time that this ends. And I'm so encouraged that these faith leaders, like Archbishop Tutu, like Father Martin, are coming forward and, you know, stepping up and doing the work of God and Jesus and speaking the truth. So, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Typical pun intended. We're preaching to the choir here. I know that everybody here uh, um, who's listening to Yes Jesus knows that conversion therapy. And if you don't, 
then you need to listen to more Yash Jesus because we hate it. Um, you know, uh, if you're a religious <laughs> leader, as he, what, what should someone do if they're a religious leader? So you can go sign the statement at globalinterfaith.lgbt. Well, you can hear the statement and then you can sign. So that way you can add your name. That's awesome to be part of this movement, um, this movement to ban conversion therapy. So religious leaders out there, we know we have a few of you that do listen to us. Uh, Go to globalinterfaith.lgbt and Get on that list because uh, no more. We, we can't do it anymore. We're done. Um, you guys, uh, we're going to go right into our praise report and prayer request. This is the part of the show where if you're grateful to God about something, you can let us know and we'll talk about it. And if you want to ask God for something, um, we will include it in our prayer lists. Um, uh, I'm going to start with uh, a prayer request. This is a very personal one. You know, we just, you know, I don't know uh, where we are as far as... Um, the, you know, which show you're listening to when, but we just got out of the holiday season over here. Like we're just, like while we're recording this, like we're just getting out of that time when, you know, um, some of us weren't able to travel, but I, because I'm with the same people on, on the coast, I came uh, and spent time with my family and I'm around some people who, uh, extended family, um, more than one person who seems to be going through a dark time, seems to be having like a period of depression and seems to be, feeling the emptiness of the holidays, um, whether it be family loss or arguments or things that they have going on in their lives. And they just don't want help as a, do you know someone like that? Like, I mean, we're not talking even here about addiction or anything, just somebody who wants to be sad for a while or be miserable for a while. And I think people have that kind of a right, but I think it's really hard as a caring friend and as a praying friend to witness that and to be around people who don't want help. What do you think? Well, I know that we have a lot of showmanship on this show and there's a lot of energy, (laughs) but to be real for a moment, like I know for me, I'm, I've been having that. So I, I understand. I, I, (sighs) well, you feel like you'd have, you don't want, you, you don't want to ask. No, no. No, I want help and I take help and I ask for help. But here's what, for, for those who are listening that experience this, like I, I know what it's like to have that feeling of just allowing yourself to sulk a little bit too long in the misery, I'm you sure. know, and, and then it allows things to build and you say things that you don't want to say. And so, um, and you do things that you don't want to do. And, um, so I, I'm just saying I can relate to that. That's well, I'd be honestly here and now, like above and beyond anything, I'm your friend and I'm saying that I care. I know you do. I know. And, and I come to you, know for that help when you, and you, do, you, you help me when I don't even know I need it. Look, you know? when, you do put, <laughs> when you do put people around you who care about you and who pray and yeah. who uh, believe in God and who want to help you. And when, when those people are the people that are surrounding you, when you are in this position, they're going to be feeling it too. And, you know, here I am like, I mean, you even know some of the people I'm talking about, all my other friends, and I can't, I just have to pray that they're okay without me because at a certain point, it becomes self-care to let go. Yeah, that's true. And I just want to pray for people that are going through that on either end of the spectrum. It's heavy on my heart because it's a personal thing. And so I figured that I should share it. And if anyone else is going through that, 
you know, pray for me and I'll pray for you. <laughs> That's what this is all about, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's do some answered prayers, Azzy. What do we got on our praise report? Well, on the praise report, I'm really happy about this because my home state of Indiana is introducing legislation to ban conversion therapy. So we talk about it happening, you know, faith leaders all around the world coming out and speaking out against it. Um, Now, you know, we're seeing on the local level as well. And so I'm really excited about that. I don't have a lot of faith in the Indiana legislators, just to be honest, Um, but to know that there are people and there, and it's being talked about and it's being introduced, it's a step forward. Um, I mean, back in Indiana, just a couple of years ago, the, their GOP are the ones that there was an Indiana youth group who, um, uh, was a youth group for LGBTQ teens and they had, um, a license plate that you could get. Um, and the money would be donated to this organization doing great work for the LGBTQ youth in Indiana. And the GOP legislation did passed a bill to no longer allow that license plate available. So that way they could not receive those donations. Like the Indiana legislators, especially I'm specifically talking about the GOP are so awful in Indiana. Um, and, but you know what? This is a time where hopefully there's been some reflection with everything that's been going on. Some introspection and inventory has been taken. Maybe there's some, been some evolution change of heart. So Mm-hmm. I'm praying for that, but um, so my praise report is that know, this is a step towards in the right direction. Well, that's certainly something, Azariah, that we could praise. You guys, add these things to your prayers. We're so grateful. Thank you, God, for these wonderful things. And please uh, pray for those right now we are asking who uh, don't want help. And pray for those who are feeling that on the other side from their friends and need help that somehow they can join together and bridge the gap. Azzy, are you ready to get into some biblical fashions? Honey, give me the word. I am hungry. Honey, it's called fashion. Look it up in the good book. Are you ready for the scripture of the day? <laughs> I am. From Isaiah 61.10, Azzy, give it to me. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Yes, jewels. Dripping in jewels. Jewel. I'm dripping in the Lord's jewels eleganza. Well, we're both dripping in jewels now. <laughs> yes, we For are. real. We got our ears pierced. That's right. We got our ears <laughs> We got late in life. I got a late in life ear piercing. And it is a little cross. Yes. Okay. Um, that's some fashions. That's a religious fashions. How did you, uh, dress up for church? Was church like a dress up place or did you have like a casual church? You know, for me, I'm, I want to know how you did it first. How did you do it? Well, we weren't holiness Pentecostal. So holiness Pentecostal, honey, you better be dressed up for the Lord on Sunday. But in my church, what was dressed up meaning? It was like a polo and and nice shorts if it's summer or pants, you know, Mm -hmm. but I did have a suit that had my initials on it when I was like around four years old. And I loved that thing, but I grew out of it. So so that was very unfortunate. So, and now it's on an evil doll somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) like you know i'm torn on this whole like fashion for church thing because 
Like on one hand, I want to like turn it out, turn like a church gentleman look, the house down boots to Jesus. But then mm-hmm. on the other hand, I really like this hippie, like come as you are. God doesn't like perfect people like Lonnie Frisbee moment vibe. Yes. Like, yeah. So like, I don't know. Like I think that ultimately, however you celebrate, you celebrate. Do you know what I'm saying? However you yeah. rejoice, you rejoice. If rejoicing means to you paring down, to like nothing but like a white t-shirt and like just in sitting, you know, cause I've been like praying by the beach and stuff. Like if it means like getting down to like the bare bones and doing that, then that's what it is for you. That is like the most mm-hmm. ultimate fashion. That is the top runway mm-hmm. look, darling. But yeah. then it also means like, Oh, I need to turn it out because you know, you know, those church ladies that come with the church hats. Let's just break into <laughs> that for a second. If you've ever seen and with it, the peppermints, like, they have peppermints. You know, like uh, <laughs> black churches know how to do it. Southern churches know how to do it. When they turn it out with those incredible, beautiful looks and hats and like yes. everything matches, and like what? Sometimes there's a joy in that. They find a joy. Well, I can't wait to see what you know. With uh, you know, Miss Smith is going to wear, and what Miss Jones is going to wear, and like everybody, you know, <laughs> everyone just there's a joy to that. I think yeah. the joy with you, whatever brings your joy. If you're miserable dressing up in a shirt and tie and going to church, and you feel forced to be like a certain way, find a new church, honey. Find a new way to wor- praise and worship because honestly, like it's about feeling right and it's about feeling connected, and that is what a good outfit does for you. There's a whole fashion world out there, but did you realize that there's fashions in the Bible? That's right. And it's fashion week here at Yas, Jesus. And we're going to be checking out the hottest looks from the Old Testament and New Testament. Yes. First up, we have Joseph from Genesis. He's walking out in the Kidnapus scene. Look at him. Now, this look comes from Genesis 37, verse 3. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a long robe with sleeves. Right, a robe with long sleeves. Now, you might have heard this called a coat of many colors, but Genesis calls it a robe. We did a full episode on Joseph and his Ketna Pasim. You can listen to that at another time, but you know who else rocks a robe with long sleeves? Tamar. The daughter of King David. Yes. If you listen to 2 Samuel, you can hear a description of what she's wearing. 2 Samuel, chapter 13, verse 38, describes it as, Tamar was wearing a long robe with sleeves, for this is how the virgin daughters of the king were clothed in earlier times. Oh, that is not a sheep herding robe. Mm-hmm. That is not, honey, a working robe. It is common knowledge that it is a princess robe. You better know it. We know that Joseph was a second in command to a pharaoh, but maybe he's really a, maybe they are really a princess at heart. I really believe so. And it's a robe that's meant to show what a princess you are, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> it's bedazzled, honey, right? Yes, and you aren't yes, getting any sheep herding done in that. No, no, you are not. That dazzling display was quite a way to kick off this fashion show. Well, who do we got next? <laughs> now, for something completely different, coming down the runway now Ooh, who is, is it? Oh, the love of my life, Elijah. You save her a chair. <laughs> and it appears he's wearing a loincloth and a leather belt. And is that a sweater he's wearing? Nope. This is. Elijah from 2nd Kings and according to 2nd Kings chapter 1 he's super hairy 
Ooh, girl. <laughs> you know, I, I love me a lumber sexual. Uh, yes. If lumberjacks just wore a loincloth, my God. You're going to read more about Elijah's fashion choices. In 2 Kings chapter 1, the king Azahiah injured himself and sent, uh, Azahiah, that's like when you smoke, Azahiah. <laughs> 100%. Azariah that's that's my new name. That's your new name, King Azahiah. That's, that's my new Instagram. <laughs> and sent, it's confusing enough, all right? Uh, the king, king Azahiah injured himself and sent messengers out to find out if he would recover. The messengers found Elijah, who predicted that he'd not recover. And when the messengers reported back to the king, he asked who they found. This is how the messengers answered. A hairy man with a leather belt around his waist. The king instantly recognized that iconic look and said, It is Elijah, the Tishbite. Oh, but Elijah is being joined by John the Baptist. Now, John shares that lumbersexual energy. Oh, honey. He's got a similar look, and you can hear how John is dressed in Mark 1, verse 6. Look how John... sexual you look! <laughs> That's not Mark 1, verse 6. Don't try to rewrite the Bible. It okay. says, John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He sounds like a hipster. <laughs> I know her. I saw her down at Trader Joe's. <laughs> he was at Trader Joe's getting the locusts and wild honey spread. <laughs> very inventive honey he did it before it was cool not only fashion choices but diet choices as well like ew locusts okay uh these two lumber sexual daddies are giving me some grizzly out of realness prophecy honey next up on the runway we have to salute the color of the season in the bible Ooh, it's purple <laughs> it is purple it's that That's purple right from snails honey you know that rare purple Oh, yes, we do. And in the Bible, purple was that rare color you speak of. They're fighting it over it now. Do you know about this, Azariah? Hold on. They're fighting over this, like, dye right now because there's this color purple in Israel that they say that when the exact color is achieved, it'll bring on the end of the world. And oh. there's, two pe- there's two different people who think that they have what it's derivative of. One of them is looking at algae samples and the other one's looking at uh, snails. And they're creating the purple. And there's this whole divide going... Because the purple makes this blue thing, uh, this blue color uh, that they use in uh, traditional uh, Hebrew garb. And so, like, so there's one camp that says that this is the true purple, and the other camp is saying that's the true blue purple. And then there's a whole camp that's like, why are you looking for it? Because as soon as you figure out which one's <laughs> the true purple, it's the end of the world. No, that's a fascinating story, and I love that. But hopefully... We don't get any closer to coming to that color yeah, anytime soon. Color, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but it is 87 in Los Angeles today, and it's in the middle of January. So, But it was the most expensive dye known to the ancient Israelites in the Bible. So anyone who had clothing made of purple had to be important. People of noble or royal birth and those who are high-level officials. I still think it's a very regal color. Uh, in mm-hmm. Luke 16, Jesus tells the parable of a rich man and a poor man named Lazarus. The rich man was wearing purple robes, while Lazarus mm. didn't really have much to wear. And in the end, it didn't really turn out well for the rich man. But for a while, he was looking great. That purple was mwah, hot and sexy. Oh, you know he's rich and you know he's got purple on. Speaking of hot, coming down the runway, we have something big. Mm-hmm. We have something dramatic. What is that? It's some sort of carriage? Is it a wagon? Is it a pumpkin that has turned into a coach? It's a palican. What's that? 
It's a carriage for King Solomon that's being carried by strapping sexy men. A whole litter of sexy men. That is gay. (laughs) (laughs) Song of Solomon describes it better than I could. Look, it is the litter of Solomon. Around it are 60 men of the mighty men of Israel, all equipped with swords and expert in war. Okay. Each with his sword at his thigh because of alarms by night. His thigh, honey. (laughs) King Solomon made himself a palican from the wood of Lebanon. Mm -hmm. He made its posts of silver, its back of gold, its seat of purple. Its interior was inlaid with, oh, she was a queen if I ever knew one. Solomon, (laughs) you know, Song of Solomon is all about sex, right? It is like, it is is the romance novel. It's a little (laughs) That litter litter of 60 soldiers. Meow, girl. A little litter with their swords held high? Okay. My sword is getting a little high. Yeah, as a Haya, all the purple cloth <laughs> that you're seeing tonight has come from Lydia. Lydia's a businesswoman selling purple cloth, a woman running a business in ancient Israel. You work, Lydia. Your purple is divine. And I don't use that word lightly. Lydia is also very hospitable. She provided for many of the apostles in the book of Acts, and Paul references her letters, uh, her in his letters, and she's also known as the pillar of the church. And today, her purple cloth is on display. Up next is a band of Israelites, and they're wearing the clothes of Egypt. That is an odd choice. And they have a lot of jewelry on. Too much jewelry? First of all, there's no such thing as too much jewelry. You know that. Take one thing off before you leave the house. (laughs) Second, they are wearing Egyptian clothing because just before they left Egypt, the Egyptians gave it to them. Their clothes and all their jewelry. So take a listen. In the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 35 to 36, the Israelites had done as Moses told them. They had asked the Egyptians for jewelry of silver and gold and for clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they let them have what they asked. And so they plundered the Egyptians. Ooh, I love a good plundering. <laughs> now, I think they show... have a plundering night at the uh, Galilee Eagle. <laughs> I've been, I know. <laughs> Actually, I have not been, but, uh, but that's, that's beside the point. Now, this show is going to get a little more somber and a little more serious. Oh, the Bible always loves to do once we're having fun. When people were mourning or repenting, what was the fashion of choice? It was sackcloth and ashes. I might laugh about this a little bit, only thinking in the fact that maybe like biblical goth kids wore this. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, here is a parade of repenting mourners right now. Here comes Esther's uncle, Mordecai. Now, when he heard about the plot to kill all the Hebrew people, Mordecai tore his clothes and put on a sackcloth and ashes and went through the city wailing a loud and bitter cry. Right behind Mordecai, we have the prophet Jeremiah. <gasps> Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 26. Oh, my poor people, put on sackcloth and roll in ashes. Make mourning as for an only child, most bitter lamentation, for suddenly the destroyer will come upon us. Joining them on the runway is the king of Nineveh from the book of Jonah. Jonah 3.6, when the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his stone, removed his robe, covered himself with a sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And now a whole parade of people, young and old, from the book of Judith. Judith chapter 4, verse 11, 
all the Israelite men, women, and children living at Jerusalem prostrated themselves before the temple and put ashes on their heads and spread out their sackcloth before the Lord. Wow. Uh, this has really inspired me fashion-wise, Azzy. The next time there's like a spirit night or we have to dress as our favorite biblical character, I am wearing a sack and ashes. <laughs> I'm wearing it now because, I'm, you know, do you think that, for Jesus. that I can get sack and ashes heels? Oh, absolutely. I know a girl who can hook you up. Okay, we're going to have to do it for sure. <laughs> oh, they got me a little teary-eyed and weepy. That's sacks and ashes. Um, but now it's time for the grand finale of the show. It's... It's my saver, Jesus. It's a message from Jesus about clothing. Now, if you're worried about being fashionable today or in the Bible, Jesus has a message for you. And that message for you is, don't worry about it. That's right. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 33. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or what about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of value than they? And can any of you by worrying at a single hour to the span of your life? All the more reason to not even worry about your clothes. Consider the lilies of the field. We all know this message, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow, is thrown into the oven, and will he not more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink and what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Azzy, this is one of my favorite things that's like that Jesus said, because I tell you, like I, when I was in college, I was so worried when I was leaving college. One of my roommates took my security deposit and left all the utilities in my name go out. And, I, mm. I had, and, my, and my grandmother and grandfather who had paid for my college just said one thing to me. They were like, can we please have our security deposit back? And it was like a house filled with like, maggots and like heat and like all this other stuff and and it was in the middle of one of the hottest summers in florida that um there was actually wildfires and they canceled fireworks for the first time for fourth of july because they were just afraid that like florida would like burn up mm -hmm. and so there, there was like ash falling from the sky from fires that were already happening in some of the um orange groves and it was so hot and i'm carrying just all this stuff and i sat down and i started crying and a friend came up to me and said this to me he was like Look at the birds right there. He's like, all of those birds, like God feeds them. He's like, he's going to take care of you and you're going to be all right. And I felt it in that moment. I truly, really felt God's, that was one of my God proof moments where I legitimately felt that I was going to be okay. That if God was actually taking care of a bird, that I should be fine and, and I was going to be all right. Are you starving? Do you have money for food tonight? Like every, what do you need? I'll give you whatever you need. My friend was telling me. And I realized that with God, I was protected from a lot of those things. And that was a major, like, life lesson for me and ever since then i feed birds <laughs> i do i'm I like if i'm sitting at a little cafe and there's like one of those little birds that come up i'll take a piece of my bread off and be like thanks god and like make sure that the bird eats because i'm like um, that, if that bird's starving i'm gonna starve <laughs> like we gotta that's keep right. those birds going good um that's right yeah when you have when you have god and when you have community uh, there's 
you have everything that you need and everything that you need will be provided. And while we're reading this verse, I, it's, it's just such a comforting verse. And like while reading it, you just can't help but feel held, you know, by that, that, that knowledge and, and, and that higher power that we have access to. And we call that God and Jesus here, you know? Um, so remember, no matter whether you are wearing just a leather loincloth, or whether a bedazzled purple princess dress, in God's eyes, we are all hot. Yes, indeed. You are beautiful. No matter what they say, whether you're wearing a loincloth or a muumuu hand. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, our love offering, our charity, our act of good, tell them, Azzy. It is to go through your closet and realize if there are some good quality clothes that you can donate. Don't keep all your fashion to yourself, but share it with someone who needs it. You can donate to a thrift store, a homeless shelter, or somewhere else where it can go to someone who needs it. I did that recently when I got rid of a really nice leather jacket, so someone's going to enjoy that. I definitely did some some uh, clothing purging this year. Um, I One thing I think of as a big person is always there's another big person, whether I'm fluctuating in weight or whatever, there's always somebody else who can use a garment. It's so hard. And, mm-hmm. and, you'll, and you'll know as a, sh- a short-waisted person or a tall, thin person or anyone who's different, if you know someone else that has something similar and you have something that you can spare and give away to them, that's always a welcome, awesome come up, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, remember that when people are interviewing for jobs, they need to look good. Donating some stylish clothes will help Make somebody else make a good impression even. So thank you. So now we're going to have our closing prayer, you guys. Lord, uh, we'd like to first uh, thank you again for this community where we can get together and be with each other each week. Um, It's been growing and we are so, so grateful uh, for all the people that are with us and join us. And we'd like to pray for them and their friends and their families. We'd like to pray for all the people who will never listen to us or will never meet. We'd like to pray for um, their wardrobes because they look bad. No, I'm just kidding. And we'd like, to pray for, we'd like to pray for them whether they're frumpy or they're fabulous. Um, we'd like to pray for people who don't have enough warm clothes or for people who don't have clothes to help them get a job. Uh, we want to pray for people who don't want any help. I'm going to pray for people like my friend um, in our prayer request uh, who just, I keep reaching out and there's just no response. It's dead silence. And I have to love from afar and, and I have to want to pray for people for dealing with the same thing that I'm dealing with, that they can have the strength to do that. We just want to pray uh, for all of those spiritual leaders who are banning together the 1200 strong plus who are banning together to ban conversion therapy lord that you will guide them that you will make them that you will give them the words to say when debating you will give them the words to convert people's opinions and minds to realize that this is a dangerous practice and the only thing that people have to know is god is love amen Woo! oh that was a solo prayer as you were with me Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at yashjesuspod.com. And you can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, yashjesuspod.com. We would love to hear and share your voice and your prayers or your praise reports. So drop us a line or send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a girl, which of them shoes I love them. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Yas Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. 
Our show is produced by the freaking deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bastilios, and Steve Michaels. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. Do it fashionably.